0: You get this right. Are now about to witness the awesome um, crushing, uh, excuse me, a uh, mite. Of the U G S Robinson Show. Stop <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, got a little dizzy there. Holding the note too long. Welcome, my friends, to a show that singing never ends. If I don't have it wrong, this is version number two, a one, eight of the Eugene S. Robinson. Show. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I made a small change. Uh, you have to be a subscriber to leave a comment. Sorry. I I just figured it made a lot of sense. It's not that much to be a subscriber. It's relatively easy. In any case, singing us in as he has since 2007, Bob Riley. Knuckle up. Intro music now. Showstopper intro music. Intro all of nothing. The song is called from the record Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records. Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Go there, type in stigmata, calling it just—you can still buy it, or you can buy it from me, but I don't want to go after go to the post office. Anyway, anyway, listen, listen well. Could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. Real good look at your face. So being paid back in full always, nothing. Ah, my friends. There we go. Yeah, and so it's been a oh started again. No, another song. Ah. So it, it seems like a long time. It feels like a very long time. It has sort of been. I was going to try to do it last week because I have an uninterrupted record of doing shows from very difficult circumstances. By the river in Lyon, sweating my ass off at Copenhagen, sick like a dog. Paris, Italy. I've done the show all over the world, don't miss many. But last week, impossible. Uh, I mean, I could have done it, but I was in the studio. Let me get the commercials out of the way, and I'll explain. PINKO, P-I-N-K-O, 95014 at yahoo.com is where if you want to PayPal the cash, that's fine. Eugene-Robinson-28, I believe that's Cash App. Planet Oxbow, I believe is Venmo, or Patreon.com slash The Stomper. If you just want to do Patreon, set it and forget it. There are old-fashioned ways to do it, by sending the money in the envelope and the cash. You might have the address. uh, You might not. I'm not going to give the address again. Whatever. These are ways to keep the show going. And as somebody who subscribed to Look What You Made Me Do, which is the name of the substack, he said, hey, uh, you know, I want to be able to buy a a doorknob at your house and overseas, so uh, and for those of you who listen to the show, you know I. It's not like I made it public from last week's Substack about where when I said that we were uh, jumping jumping ship, America, and getting the fuck out of here in order to stay ahead of uh, disaster this time around. It will be Spain. Keep in mind, I, you know, people. Yeah, we have a, uh, no, no, no. My historical memory goes back far. Well, what what what, what has Spain weathered? World War One, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf Wars. Spain has survived. Outside of some minor separatist stuff, of which a good many of them are some friends of mine. And, of course, Franco. <laughs> you know, nationalist, fascist, but, you know, he died in the 70s a Chevy Chase Punchline. So uh, it's three miles from the ocean. Oh, so I can escape. Yeah, but what if there's a tsunami? And that means it's three miles up in the hills. Dead end street, one neighbor, city dispensation. Nobody can build uh, like condos in front of my view. Imminently defensible, high ground, turrets. So, uh, even though I try to ma- maintain cost centers and some money dedicated to the show, will go to the show. You say, Eugene, what the hell are you spending money on for the show? Well, I got a ring light. Uh, I had the microphone. Stopped using the microphone because it was getting weird with uh, a, a, a YouTube studio uh, creator. Got a nice laptop here. So, actually, the laptop was not from your donations. The laptop came from work. But we're not going to talk about that because technically that means the show that I do, they have a piece of. <laughs> they would never do it. It's such a cool place to work. They would never do this. But the reality of it is you do it on the work computer, you you, you—you you know, they could make a claim. We own it. Yeah, all, all my socks and doorknobs. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, uh, so let, let's go back a little bit. So, you know, I have a long history of... Uh, of, uh, self-sabotaging. That's the word I was looking for. Like, if you remember me talking about, uh, one of the big agencies, one of the big agencies is called writers and artists. And there was a woman named Angela Chang who worked there, who was super passionate about this book and wanted to put together a package. Now I didn't know what they really did back then, but they would put together a package that would then go to who? To... Uh, for sale to you know what a publisher of of, uh, a movie house of note you may remember this i'm not going to go too much into it but she comes up with a package that includes george clooney as my lead steven soderbergh as the director joe esterhouse as the writer and each one of those picks i complained about i go the the, the gray-haired guy nobody knows him that fucking guy he'd only been on the talk show you know er then Soderberg, all that, that guy's done is this Sex, Lies, and Video thing. That was number two. Esther House, I could write something better. I want to be the screenwriter. And at that point, she was like, you know what? You don't need me. Cut me loose, right? So I got a long record of, like, high-handed people who are maybe I'm talking too much, should listen more. So this guy's been telling me about this guy overseas. And I'm not paying attention. I mean, I'm listening, but you know, I'm like, uh, you know, everybody's got their favorite guy. Whatever. You talk to me about John Jones, you talk to me about uh, Chris Lieben. we all got our favorite guys. Well, you I just kind of and he keeps talking to me about this guy, this guy, this guy, like the guy is something. Finally he says, the Guy, you know, the guy's gonna come over to Memphis, wants you to sing some songs. And I'm like, Who's this guy? Jim Jones. Who? Jim the hip-hop guy? He goes, no, 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 the other Jim Jones. Oh, you mean the guy in guy- Guyana? No, no. So, like, I said, well, okay, man, just send me song. whatever. Just send me, and, and the, you know, the stuff is getting fuzzy. It's, like, getting confused about, like, how many, with song, with the whole bit, ah, of Memphis. I want to go to Memphis. I'm deathly afraid of air flying. Ah, you know, plus it's COVID. Ah, I don't want to go. But the guy says, look, I'm going to fly. I'm going to get your ticket. I look at the ticket. I go, oh, first class. I mean, it's a you know, it's yeah, and it's Delta, so it's first class. All that means is I got a wall in front of me, but at least I get on the plane first. Of course, I increase my chances of dying in a plane wreck three percent by sitting in front of the wings, but this is not about that. So uh, he gets me to first class, puts me up in his hotel, the Danny Thomas the Suite. the 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 hotel room I was in was bigger than my entire house. So at some point or another, where I'm high-handed and high-handed and high-handed, just casually, just as a default, like ah, I don't, know, I don't, I don't, I got I look the guy up, Jim Jones from the Hypnotics, uh, also Jim Jones All Star Review, and I'm like, oh shit, like Jim Jones is like playing with Jack White, like Jim Jones is playing with Elvis Costello, like Jim Jones, like Jim Jones is the shit. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, my God, I should listen to the song. <laughs> uh, so I'm on the plane, you know, got the, I got the phone. I'm trying to listen to the song that I'm supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, short attention span Robinson. I'm like, huh? oh, man, that is first class. Nobody else has movies on it. I could watch a movie. Could, oh, the Kingsman. I haven't seen that. I watched the Kingsman. Oh. On a plane land, and I leave it to the last minute. I'm sitting in the studio. We record something. Like I only do, I only do guest spots now. If there's video, BBC is making a documentary on this. So uh, I'm sitting out back after the BBC interviews me, and, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta dig down. And then I realize, fuck, I know this song. It's a cover of Jimmy Castor, uh, 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 Jimmy Cat, the Jimmy Castor bunch, the guy who did Bertha Butt but he had another song called Trochlodyte. And I'm listening to the lyrics and it's about a caveman who's sitting at home, goes out and gets a woman and she's lying there on the banks of the river and she's wet and scared and you grab her by the hair and say, yeah, you're coming with me. This is the lyric. Uh, You know, and then the guy pauses and says, you can't do that anymore these days, fellas, because she swim away. She got a wig on. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, hey, uh, Jim, um, uh, you know, politically, hey, this is going to be kind of a tough lyric for me to sing. He goes, ah, well, you know, you just do your best. I'm like, ah, okay. McGruff the crime dog, the first class hotel, it's a sabotage. I'm going to sing this. I'm going to get reamed and the press is... And I go, no, no, okay. He comes on the riverbank and he sees it there wet and scared. And he goes, uh, come on, you're coming with me. And I go, pause. Can't do that anymore, fellas. And then go on. The amount of regret in my voice was enough to, to to imply the next bit. But we don't go and say the next bit. So uh, uh, I, I sing it. And then there's this woman named uh, Nikki Hill. and uh, Nikki Hill. And so Nikki Hill shows up at the show that Jim Jones had like the two nights before. This is genius. She's wearing the, uh, a shirt, the Germs, right? The band, the Germs. She gets up front, and she starts singing word for word one of the songs that they're singing and is killing it because she's, like, former gospel singer, the shit. And they're like, what the? You come backstage after the show. She goes backstage after the show. They go, who the fuck are you? She goes, uh, uh, Nikki Hill Rocks, I think she's got as her Instagram name. Really fucking sick. So she came in the studio. I was in the studio. The band flew back to London, but we recorded this thing in one of these old studio, you know, Memphis Magnetics. So that's where I was. So I did not want to be pulling the laptop in the side room and be like, oh, excuse me. I got to talk about MMA or, you know, uh, Johnny Depp for an hour. I, I just I, I didn't do it. Of course, it, Memphis was stranger than the last time I was there. Um, it was like the neighborhood I exist in now. But if it was a whole city with really heavy people. Also, no mask at all. I felt like the phantom of the fucking opera. I'm perfectly happy to be wearing a mask 100% of the time because freedom. You uh, know, I don't need the people looking at my face. And also, what's happened is people have gotten very adept at reading eyes. You know, so the stewardess says, Oh, what's your name? I said, Eugene. She goes, oh, my, what a beautiful name. I go, it certainly is. Now, she could only see this. Yeah, the copulatory gaze. You only need the eyes to do it and the and the head. So that's where I was last week, recorded trochlodite and some backing vocals with Jim Jones. It was a great experience. We start talking. Turns out we've got a lot of the same friends in common. He's just a more successful version of me. So I'm glad I didn't high hand that out of existence. and I'm glad I actually did it. Sorry to miss the show. Last week's uh, piece was all about the shootings, which have continued apace. There were shootings in Chattanooga. Uh, there were shootings in Memphis. The streets were all blocked off. I go, Is it a block party? The guy who picked me up from the airport was like, I don't know. I don't know. Pick up the news the next day. Oh, it was a multiple shooting. And today there was another one. 11 people shot, mass shooting. Now, I don't, if three people die, I guess if 14 people get shot and only three people die, it's a mass shooting, but not all mass shootings are created equal. That is, 70 people get shot, 70 people die. That's a mass shooting, also mass killing. But, uh, uh, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, it's continued. So the last week, the Substack stack about uh, uh, everyone dies, still apropos, explains to you why I'm getting the fuck out. This is the reality. This is the, This is the reality. Now, I got into a fight with the wife about going because, you know, hmm, how, how do you tell this story? Well, I was like, well, I have friends in Prague, uh, and Prague has a Second Amendment law, kind of like the uh, uh, US. Um, and so I, I could ship a few things there. She goes, why the fuck would you do that? I go, I, if you think I have any intention of rolling into Spain naked, you're wrong. Because that's the problem with you Americans. What, you don't need that. You don't. You know. Will you at? Least, will you at least leave the grenades? <laughs> I'm joking. I don't have any grenades. I don't have any. I'm just joking. I'm, just, I'm joking. So, so you know, this argument. But uh, the reality of it is, I'm tapping out. I tapped like it last week. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. Out. Out ski. Out ski. Well, because it's one thing for me to walk around like my friend who uh, who beat up that Hells Angel, then had a contract taken out on his life, and everywhere he went, he was like, "I got an Uzi, I got a nine mil, I got a knife, I got, <laughs> I got a German." Uh, his dog was named Blood, his big Doberman. He had a bulletproof vest. He's walking around. He's like, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> There's no way to live." Moreover, that could be me, but. That's not going to be her. That's not going to be her. Right. I mean, you know, it's a news story to us. I fell apart at the airport. They went, but they went to take uh, her mom back to to Poland. I fell apart. I mean, fell apart at the airport. I don't mean a little misty in the eye, I mean, fell to my fucking knees in the airport. She said, you're going to walk us in? I'm like, I get in the car. I can't fucking handle it. Because I'm all, because of this plane thing. I go, this could be the last time I see these people. And what made it even worse is that my kid is like a cat, Right? Like you put a cat on the plane, the cat doesn't know. I must say, hey, the plane, hey, the plane. He a No. Terror in the air. No idea. So it's like, you know, and every school, now the kids old enough, you start to visit preschools, pre-Ks, and so on. You know, start to get them into the system. And I go and visit these schools, and I'm doing a security lockdown. I was like, are you, am I the only one? I can give you a security analysis of this place right now. You guys are fucked up. I could kill you all right now. Oh, well, we have a motion to detect- Get the fuck out. So this is I got to do. I got to do. is <laughs> I got to uh, reconnoit my kids uh, uh, kindergarten. That's that's what I that's what it's co- nah. I'm out. So then the rest of the week, I'm like, you know, I usually start thinking about this on Tuesday. What am I going to write? What am I going to write? What am I going to write this show? Might go a little long today. Sorry, what am I going to write? And I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. And then, and I included some of this in the sub stack, uh, and uh, I get into not an argument, but just a discussion, uh, with a friend of mine. Let me, I'll, I'll pull it up right now, I'll read you portions of it. Um, and they say, and I'm ignoring, I'm ignoring the verdict, I'm ignoring, and I'm, I'm ignoring, and I'm ignoring. And um and they say this week's Substack Um seems to be in your wheelhouse. Mine would be a violent rant, so I better not. And I go, what are you talking about? The, the herd debt verdict, you know? And I just go, it's 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 impossible to talk about without getting dirty. Dirty in what sense? And I said, real people living real lives and no special significance are really suffering. And I'm writing 2,000 words and a couple of millionaires who seem to both be pieces of shit and then try to extrapolate from this real lessons about gender imbalances. It feels like nothing the world needs. And she goes, I don't know. I'm one of those real people. And the message to me is put up and shut up because if she can't win, none of us can win. Whether she's a piece of shit is irrelevant. Even if she wasn't, they would make her out to be. It is women who are put on trial, not men. And I'm like, oh man, I Every day, something like this was coming in. I got, I gotta talk about it. I gotta talk about it because these fucking Hollywood dummies. I mean, listen, you're Eugene. You know, you of all people, Hollywood dummies. You sir have done major motion pictures for Columbia, Sony. You sir have been in major beer commercials for Miller Genuine Draft. You sir have spent a lot of time in Hollywood. The benefit is, I gotta go to LA this week to talk to this guy about this TV show for me. The benefit is, and between and betwixt you and me, you know that any lunatic that was to give me an actual TV show, <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be like Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh and they get the big celebrity show, and all of a sudden it becomes Vegas. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. there will be no no food included tulips from this person as a host i'm trying to get my non-high hand hat on for the la meetings but i think i could do it except uh except uh of course what they've been trying to sell is the idea i was less excited about and nobody's wanted to buy it and they should have instead sold the idea that I was excited about, and maybe we wouldn't be where we are now. But I don't want to get into it because I don't want to be a dick, a dick, not a dick. That would be a variant of a gict. So I finally break down last night, and I write this. I write this thing about the debt herd, and, and it reminded me for all the world of being on the Jenny Jones show. When they were discussing people who hate their race, and they brought me in as like an expert, like, and I was supposed to come and explain the white guy who hates white people, the black guy who hates black people, the Chinese guy who hates Chinese people. I was supposed to explain all that shit away, and instead I got on the show and just shit on the whole premises, a la Travis Bickle. There's no reality to any of this. Three hours from now, we'll all stand up from our fucking computers feeling this gross sense of accomplishment where we've done nothing. You would have had an equal effect if you had sat in that chair for three hours farting. Actually, that's better for your colon. That's it. So I wrote that. So the Substack is on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and Johnny Depp has bounced back quite nicely because we were all worried about that multimillionaire. He's playing guitar on stage with his rich other multimillionaire friends and just sort of enjoying himself. And she and her friends are going to reconnoiter, starting multiple GoFundMe campaigns to paper, because now she's become a cause celeb. And everybody, but you know what? You know what's happening right now? There are domestic violence victims out there who are not getting any of our interest. (laughs) There are women on death row who are domestic violence who who, who fought back. Uh, Amber Heard is probably looking through scripts right now. As is Johnny Depp. These fucking attention whores got you. And by you, I mean me. Everyone loses. So and and to prove me wrong, like I just said on the Twitter machine. The bitterest pill to swallow is that the numbers for this, for the substack, are through the roof. They're making me sell crack to you. I said, are people coming to hear poop stories? Are they coming because they want my take? Somebody, a good friend of mine said, both. I did it by way of an exorcism to get this shit out of my head. To get it out of my head. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Depp is a murderer. Oh, I don't mean he actually killed anybody with his bare hands. But if you don't think Hunter S. Thompson would have been better served by being friends with somebody else, you're wrong. The only person that had any credibility of a type that you're going to understand that I mean when I say their name. Only two of these cats had actually, or three, had have any real credibility. Bukowski, Harry Cruz, and Cormac McCarthy. Now, there, there were several attempts to make Bukowski movies other than Barfly. There was one with Ben Gazzara. There was one with uh, uh, Kevin, uh, not Kevin Bacon, who was the, uh, he used to have sex with this friend of mine. Uh, what the hell? The Kid and the Outsiders. Oh, God. Uh, he was in Crash. Well, let's just look it up now, because it's going to drive me. Unless some of you can jump in there before I find it, we're, we're just going to look it up now. Kevin, uh, Kevin, let's just go Kevin Crash. Kevin, not Kevin, not Costner. No, 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 no. Oh god, this is going to drive me mad. Kevin from Crash. No, not Kevin not from Crash. Um uh, Matt Dillon. <laughs> not Kevin at all. Matt Dillon. Uh um, of course now I forgot why I was looking for Matt Dillon's name. Uh help me out here. Everybody, I need a stenographer for this fucking show. Um, but, uh, but but the point is <laughs> The point is uh, um, that me of all people should be kind of understand that, but I, it's a it, it, it's 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 a terrible terrible addiction. Oh Bukowski, sorry. So uh, 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 yeah 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 Matt Kevin whatever you get it. So uh, so uh Bukowski, so there was that uh, Bukowski movie with Matt Dillon. So there were a bunch. And as a consequence, all these Hollywood types found their way to Bukowski. Everybody wanted to meet him, right? I wanted to meet him, you know, my usual thing. Hey, I do a magazine. I want to meet you. Um, Lydia Lunch wanted to meet him, um, and he stonewalled me. Told Lydia that maybe, and I was going through his manager, Joe Wahlberg, and he uh, told Lydia maybe if she could she'd bring by a bottle of whiskey, she could come. But you know, you always had these kind of like you know college guys with dreams who wanted a little. You know touch the hem, hang out with Bukowski more disgustingly you also had celebrities right celebrities that were like you know and Bukowski couldn't stand them He couldn't stand them now 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 listen, I love Dennis Hopper, but when he sought out Bukowski, Bukowski took right one look at him took a real good look at him and pegged him for what he was. He was a child actor, teen actor. And Rebel Without a Cause, Dennis Hopper. Even before that, he was in movies. The guy spent forty years in that fucking hothouse house of lunacy. He's a fucking phony. And I've always been sensitive as to a, even as a kid to phonies. I, as adults, would come to hi. He said, "You're talking to me like I'm three years old. I'm three years old, but I see through your shit." So Bukowski, shine these guys. Rollins was a backstage at show and Sean Penn and Madonna came through to talk to him and he shined it too, but he did so. Cause he felt uncomfortable. I didn't met them. Harry Cruz. I wrote, even Lydia put together a band called Harry Cruz. Couldn't get in to see the man. He's just like, nah, nah. Cormac McCarthy, they've made movies of his books, but he's, and he's a professor not answering his mail, not playing, not playing the game. These people are in the minority. But the Bukowski thing with the phonies, so uh, 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 Bukowski had the perspicacity to understand this. Hunter S. Thompson was like like a sheep among wolves. And Johnny Depp found his way. I cannot countenance your buffoonery. No, no, not Terry Crews, Harry Crews. Come on, Harry Crews. If you haven't read The Gypsy's Curse, you're, you need to read The Gypsy's Curse. I got one of his books here some oh, whatever happened to my book my Harry Cruz book. I had I was reading it on the plane. Uh it's his memoir. So Johnny Depp shows up to touch that the great man's hem and he's doing the monkey show. He's got and oh, oh, he's also in fear and loathing and he's doing the monkey show and he turned he turned he turned uh, uh Thompson into a a, a comedic punchline. Which Thompson was initially okay for, but nobody needs to be okay with that when they're 65 and they're dealing with, you know, existential issues. Johnny Depp found his way up there and I think systematically murdered. Oh, Eugene, you're crazy. Really? Let's ask Lou Reed. Who killed Lou Reed? Metallica. Metallica killed Lou Reed. You don't think so? He did that terrible record with them and then he died killed like he told terry gross at one point she was asking him why he did such and such and, did it. and he goes hey terry i'm just trying to make the rent well i you know listen i had this discussion with myself early on making music i hated the idea of taking the money i made from music and, and using it to pay my utility bills or buying gas it seemed like that should be a gimme as a win it was a lottery ticket Man, I had 300 people show up at the show. I made a bunch of money. I should be able to keep it and use it for fun stuff. And that's not the way it works. You got to use it to pay. So I said, huh, yeah, yeah I got it. I'm going to get take Caesars and give it to Caesar. And they make it easy. Your first job out of college, you go, where's my money? And they go, money, money. we take care of your taxes. We'll pay your state. We'll pay your federal. And you we'll give you what's left over. Oh, you mean the theoretical money. That's not going to see anyone. Why don't you just give me more money so I have more money? And you could pay the government, whatever. That's not the word. It works. It's a formula. So, so, um, so, so these guys were killed. You know, what is that uh, line from that that Nick Cave song? Uh, friends who, you know, died from exposure and those who have died from lack of it. You didn't realize now, and I've got friends who've won Emmys and who Grammys and, and, and the Oscars, you know, they're largely unemployed people. Unemployed people. Tom Cruise finished Top Gun, whatever Mavericks, whatever that stupid shit is. He finished it six months ago. He's been sitting at home going, hey, hey, "What the fuck you do here. fucking do here? Do some shit here? What? Something might make you nervous." <laughs> uh huh. So so these dummies these attention a whore and dummies who come swanning in the room the s- redolent with the stink of their shit and the rest of the country falls in line enough so a friend of mine who's really smart and she's like covering all the you know the the, the, the like gangland killings south of the border in Mexico and so on she's like uh, if she can't win none of us can win whoa 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 (laughs) is amber heard the new rosa parks what the fuck are we talking about these are no nothing celebrities who crowbar their way into our lives and never intend to fucking leave the and old saturday night life had the skit with john belushi was in the thing that wouldn't leave the worst house guest ever hey you guys got any chips fuck out of here get out of here with this what you have you don't have any chips no get out so i so the the sub stack is about is about is about just me and believe me i could have made it i could have made look 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 look, look. i'm not down on all actors I'm not down on that. I don't think it's an art. I think it's a craft. I'm not down on it as an exercise. Improvisational acting, which the really good ones do, like Brando. But you got to realize Brando was a catastrophe of a human being. Had like over 60 kids during the course of his life. Not a single one of them was vouchered for him as a father. To me, that's a major fucking fail. Now, your kids will maybe, you know, father's roles have been reduced to, you're largely a figurehead, whatever. You kind of go in a dumbness, ominous, and you're fine, right? Your kids might have complaints about you, but whatever, whatever. I'm he- uh, my attitude is I'm here as a resource. Use me and engage with me as suits your purposes. If you never want to see me again, which is the case with my father and myself, well, then I guess that's the, that's what it's gonna be. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This whole Western search for the absent father, and we have all these fraught relationships with these kind of these 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 people are nothing. They're just nothing. The ones that leave you alone are the ones you know who leaves you alone? I'll give you a big name star. Who leaves you the fuck alone? Ryan Gosling leaves you the fuck alone. Never does a week go by where I feel like rot- to borrow a title from Dinosaur Jr. where Ryan Gosling is living all over me. Never do I have a week like that. You're trying to urge me, Mister Ears. I can't be rushed. Sorry, it's a longer show. I gotta finish out this 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 this, this scheme. You know, you know who else? Uh, you know who else uh, doesn't doesn't live all over me? Uh, let me let me pick a female star who doesn't who, who and let me see if I can get the right female star who doesn't live all over me. Uh mm, yeah, Adam always kind of leaves me alone. That's true. And well, he, he's got reasons to do that now. Um let me think. Uh, uh all right, okay. One of my favorites. Because I just have to think of who I who I who I like. Uh uh uh, uh Patricia Arquette. She doesn't live all over me. Still doing interesting work, doesn't live all over me. Scott Johansson comes pretty close to living all over me. Not much since she's had the baby, she's fucked off. Madonna definitely lives all over me. I don't need these people in my life. I have a hard enough time with the very real people who live who I'm connected to, establishing contacts in, in significant moments with them without this other shit. You understand the difference between this and you say, well, you just talk about presentational art, right? Presentational uh, four dimensions, something that exists in four dimensions that is not necessary to the continuation of the human species, but that brings us pleasure. You're just describing sports. How is it that Johnny Depp is more of a phony than accused anal rapist Conor McGregor? How is that possible? How is that possible? We're just talking about the Greeks. You just happen to like MMA, so you, you're you exempting them. And I go, no, there's a difference. There's a difference. The amount of ownership it, that, that the average fighter is interested in establishing over our, our psychic real estate is very, you know, uh, who wants us, who's a fighter who wants us to, you can see accused of rapist Conor McGregor, has got the disease. He desires to live all. He's got nothing to report. And yet every single week since the leg break, he's been texting. He's been tweeting. He's been trying to keep himself relevant for what? He already sold the whiskey company. So what brand is he developing so he can make more money? He's bought the Rolls Royce and he bought the, the Lamborghini yacht. The super yacht for thirty million dollars or whatever he fucking paid for this thing, and what? Every single week. Why are we talking about you, bro? You got the disease. This is a disease that it infests as it infects. It's like zombieism. But in any case, outside of uh, accused anal rapist Conor McGregor. The interest in owning that real real estate is, look, Johnny Boney Joni is on Twitter, not so much for me, but for him professionally. Since you've heard the oopsie talk about needle moving and how do you measure, I had a I had a meeting with some label Sharpie before Oxbow got signed to uh, uh, Epicac, and her advice for me was, what you got to do is got to get in social media. You got to get. Well, clearly, she hadn't do any research at all because Oxbow is. But I just listened because it was L.A. talk and I didn't want to be rude. And then I got off the phone and was like, that seven minutes. I'll never get back again. The oopsie, they want us to think about them like there was this heartfelt thing with Felice Herrick last night. That's fine. I was always a big fan, but it's like it went on about 30 seconds too long. Uh, about 30 seconds too long. She should have stopped. She should have stopped. Take it to go. It's been a great ride. It's been a great ride, and I'm done. Okay, I got you. Great ride, done. You're gone. But a little bit too long, and I can see it infest while it infects. Nobody needs you here for five more minutes than you were ever going to be here. Please leave. And, you know, you, you say, Eugene, I, coming from you, you're the guy in the band and the TV commercials and the movies. Cause you're the guy with the book, right? You're the guys with the... There's a medium between me and the, the raw experience of Connor tweeting out his face on his boat. Or a cardboard cut out of his face on his face while he dances on a table in Ibiza. You know how many... Play- First of all, I never text a tweet because I, yeah, Pop Smoke, places I'm going to be. I'm tweeting about places I've been. If you see me tweet or put out to post something, you know I'm already home <laughs> when I'm putting that stuff up there. Guarding. Okay, oh, I'm going to be here then. <laughs> really. If I could get you inside my head for 10 seconds, the general level of paranoia. Now, I'm slow walking the show because I only cared about three fights on the card last night. I'm not worried about that. UFC fight night. We'll get to it. Well, we're we're at it. Now, uh, there was no, well, I was a first place winner this week. But all of us had three picks only on this 14 fight card. And we all got two right and one wrong. We talk a lot about it. But I don't care. Don't care. It is not. Not. Somebody did send me a pronunciation guide for Rosenstroke. Stroke. Was a stroke. They said I was supposed to pronounce it the U I C like ow. So stroke. Uh, now I'm lost. <laughs> so so um, I bet him. And, you know, I had a bad feeling. I had a bad feeling. And the bad feeling was when they did the weigh-in. And sometimes, sometimes if you get a guy with a height difference, like with a Michael Chandler or this guy who I almost got into a fistfight with when I told him that I used uh, the American flag to rub big chunks of shit off my ass, (laughs) he was a Kentucky paratrooper and took offense, which is specifically why I said it. And he was very short but very stocky, a powerlifter. And he was about to hit me. But his tactic always as a short guy, and I'm saying he was five feet tall, five one, five two. You're always stand way too close to you, so you had to, as a tall, you had to do this thing, right? So uh, if you're like a Chandler or a Tyson, I figure, okay, we're gonna switch our strike zone. I'm gonna come in like this, and boom. But when I saw, uh, uh, when I saw, uh, uh, dude, a um uh Rosenstruck, Strauch, 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 Strauch? Rosenstruck uh with uh, um uh uh sorry with uh Volkoff and he was looking down at him and I was like, um, uh, this is no good this is no good because the difference between Tim the Kentucky paratrooper and 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 uh, 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 biggie boy there we go. Biggie boy is that uh Tim the paratrooper has been that way his whole life. Michael Chandler has been Michael Chandler at that height for relatively probably about half of his life. So he's used to it. Biggie Boy, his name is Biggie Boy. He's used to being the Biggie Boy. So he wasn't going to be able to figure out, I'm going to get inside and I'm going to crowd this guy. So he was a sitting duck for the longer reach and, uh, you know, for a guy who had a little bit of power. I was disappointed. But for heavyweights, it's not a bad place for him to be. You, everybody who watches this show, knows exactly what happens now. And that's if he's not a sore head like Gustafson, he turns around, faces the people behind him online, and goes, you want to get there, you go through me. Who are you? I'm the executive level gatekeeper. And I'm glad to be here. One thing you will never find me doing is going like this. There's no belt in my future. What's in my future is just keeping that belt out of your future. See you next month. Or you go home and sulk like uh, like Gustafson. And then when the money re- runs out, realize, oh, shit, I got to go back. And now you're not an executive level gatekeeper. You're the gate kept. And it's eerie. We were talking about Johnny Johnny today in jiu-jitsu. And people to to oh, you know, he's a – and I was like, something he said that I think was compelling and it was a throwaway. It was like uh, 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 the Red Skull did in some comic book once he had the Cosmic Cube and just threw it away. Figure if he threw it away, people would think it was insignificant where it was still very significant. He was still drawing power off of it, but he just threw it out there. And he goes, you notice the careers of these guys after they fight me, you know, the Hammer, uh, Reyes, Gustafson." That's transformative shit. That's transformative shit. They rose to their greatest moment, and by not beating him, even that, even that Johnny Bony Joni was playing 360-degree war. Now, Johnny Bony Joni could and would beat me in a physical engagement. But I'm a lunatic. So even while he's beating me. What's going through my head is I'm better than him. How do I know? Because I've got 11 MMA fights. <laughs> and uh, I didn't win them all. And the ones I lost, as I'm losing them, I'm like, yeah, this guy's got nothing. He's got fucking nothing. <laughs> At the end of the round. you I don't know if you're okay to go on. These were underground smokers. So, of course, fuck it. Let him go back in. <sighs> go back to second round, bell rings. Choked out. That. Nah, fuck that guy. That guy sucks. Looking at TV, first season of Ultimate Fighter TV show. Oh, the dude who fucked me up is on there. How do you? How does that happen? Caesar Gracie, striking coach. Oh, I got jobbed. <laughs> Too bad I'm better than him. <laughs> Didn't he kick your ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rosenstruck, it's not a bad place to be. They're worse places to be. Be happy that you're in the top 10 still, you know, and you just make life. It's like the Finisher Series, uh, uh, Kurt O.C. Anders thing out in San Francisco. I love it. They said, if it's a draw, if nobody wins by the end, you're both losers and can go home. Which was really suited my personality really well because I just want the crap on every single cake I could. So that was one of the fights I cared about. But you know, and, and and there's not a lot of forward motion for a Volkov. So there's this she, seat, she the seats she seats on the Titanic. But you know, Mr. Iz got me in the first fight, and I was like, oh shit, the fights on now. I turned it on. I watched all the fights, all of them. And I want and and if you wanted to see my emotional state, Mr. Iz was was, was pretty much tracking it. Like I got pretty average, pretty average. Main card gets it. You start. I got a couple of cares on there. Uh, Steph just told me today when we recorded Care Don't Care. She said, "You know, Eugene, you already said that Ode Ode uh, Osborne was a care." I said, "Did I?" Well, he's a care then doubly because now I'm remembering his name. He was a care. I love the man from Jamaica. Yeah, Mosvar was fun, and it reminded me of reminded me of uh, of uh, all I, I like that kind of uh, ice water in the veins thing. Sadly, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, is sitting there looking at undefeated dude and Evolev uh, I- and going, uh, "How do I sell that?" You understand? You know th- this world is populated by people. Everybody in a job everywhere is looking for the easiest way to get something done. That's it. People like if you go back, look at the look at the video. It's on YouTube. Of the bald one having to put the belt around the waist of Anderson Silva after after Rich Franklin got fucked up. And it's like you have people. "Ah, He's a racist. He's a I don't throw that around easily. I don't know that the bald one's a racist. I do know that he's got a problem on his hands now. What's the problem? I got a guy who's a belt holder who doesn't speak English. How am I going to sell this? How am I gonna sell this? Yeah, SSC, you're an addict, Mister Izzy. You're an addict. Because I'm not saying that the main card rocked. Is that, I mean, going back through it like we did right now, like we're doing right now, it's an ad. Eh. It's an eh. It Was alright. right? It's all right. Uh, Evel I, I I I like Iggy. I mean, Iggy is another one. Turn around, face the back of the line, bro. He's only losing against the top guys, but that's enough to keep him from being a top guy. You got fucked up, fucked up. You know, uh, Lucas uh, Almeida was an underdog. I picked him, um, and uh, and he also fucked up Mike Trezano. Now, um, what I want the women flyweight. Karini Silva, I, what I liked, I, like, Poliana had this look on her face. It was absolutely and esque which is what I said on Care, Don't Care, where it was like, I guess this newcomer hasn't gotten the memo. I'm winning this fight. Doesn't she know? She doesn't know. She doesn't. It's crazy. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she has no idea, silly girl. And Kareem was like, you're going to get fucked up. And hit her with that strike and then shot and didn't even see that had, that she had been wobbled right into a takedown and an immediate mount. That was that was mighty. Now I want to talk about a problem. I, I love that. But I want to talk about a problem because as we get back into a, uh, some of these fights, we start to see it. And I'm going to tell you right now where we saw it. And I'm going to give you, in literary terms, foreshadowing. I'm going to mention some fights to you. Alonzo Menefield and Askar Moskerov. Okay. Mm, you got that, right? Okay. So um, let's go for that. You got that? You don't really know what I'm going to talk about yet, but uh, well, well, let's, let's go. I'm going to give you some more names. Okay. Um, yeah, let me find it. Okay. Uh, I love I'm a big Carolina Kovákovich fan, that's always, and I'm a Felice Herrig fan, that's fine. We talked about that. Joe Selecki and uh Alex uh De Silva uh Cordo, uh, think about that for a second. Damon Jackson and Argueda Benoit Saint Denis, think about that one. Now we're getting into like I. I got a full handful. I didn't get into these fights until Jeff Molina and, and Zucamon. What we're seeing and what we've been seeing for, for at least the past three months are things that got Nick Dia- Diaz back in the day to say about GSP. If you think laying on your problems for 25 minutes is a way to win a fight, well, good. more power to you cyclically things change with this thing and now they got this cat that they everybody's excited about this NCA wrestling guy who uh was uh, convinced to you know turn his back on usa wrestling and they, instead has turned his skills to mma and he didn't wrestle a guy he actually knocked him out of course you see the guy the guy looks like sell by date uh clay guida whatever this guy they got to give him some gimme fights he's got to get make his way up but we're seeing this kind of a uh, rule of the radically individual? No, that would be autarky. We're seeing this kind of wrestling paradigm, a wrestling paradigm, and and it, like I have a quote here. What? Uh, and I, uh, maybe I deleted it already. And it was a quote about somebody who lost a fight. Yeah, I think I may have deleted it already because I just decided that I didn't need it in my life anymore. And it was about one of the recent fights that we just had. And uh, Kat was... Uh, 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 he, he lost the fight. He was out-wrestled. We've seen a lot of it. We've seen it. The difference is... The difference is... And then, like, and this is where wrestling is using jiu-jitsu as cover. Suddenly, wrestlers become grapplers. And there's a big difference because there's combat jiu-jitsu. There are several ADCC people are tuned into when largely... The palette that a, a jiu player has to pull from on the ground is much more. I remember when people go to the ground, they would be booze back in the days. I'm old enough to remember that if there was a street fight and it went to the ground, it was automatically assumed that the person in the sub position in the street fight had lost. You're on your back on the ground, you fucking lost. This is where people are like, okay, break it up, break it up, break it up. However, the number of things that could happen when a guy is on the ground who's good at jujitsu, far outpaces a number of things that will happen when a wrestler has got stretched out got you jammed up in a corner as pity pat, pity pat, hold pity pat, pity pat, hold pity pat. Pitty. And even the Sambo style, the Khabib style is more engaged than just the pure wrestling style. And we're cursed with these guys. So that all of us are sitting there going to be like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, this fight's kind of pretty pretty mediocre. And the thing is, I understand it completely. You can't get me off of you. You're going to lose this fight. Fuck you. Fuck you. So uh, so, you know, and I don't know the only way to keep these guys, these guys will dull themselves out of MMA significance and diminish their value as entertainers. by if you keep putting them in there and keep you're, you're, you're murdering everybody, you're murdering our eyes, you're murdering our patience, you're murdering the career of other guys, that's fine. Put them in situations where they're less like, I mean, look, DC had a, a beautiful run. He used it when it was there to be used, but otherwise he's like, I got nothing to fear from these guys. Let's put the either two wrestlers together or put some guy who's a, who's a wrestler is like a Gechi is where moved into striking. Um, I don't know what to tell you, but you can't have these hug and mug sessions. The guy stop. I can't, I, I can't take that for 15 minutes. I can't, especially on the free TV thing when it's like, Man, are you kidding? I gotta watch the commercials end this. Stop it with that, you know so um, oh, and there's I was looking for the the other fights because there were there were a few others here so um eh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and and that's the thing. it's legitimate. jV says it right. it's legitimate. it's le- you know I'll hold a guy, you know, I'll hold it there's I call it the Sergio. There's a guy who had figured out, he's like, you know what, I'm going to make, not only I'm going to make Eugene carry all my weight, so only my toes are touching the mat, but I'm going to take the greater preponderance of my 200 pounds and put it on his sternum. I'm going to redistribute it. It's effective. Fuck you, you can't get me off. Fuck you. I'm delivering damage from the top. I don't care if it's entertaining or not. Oh, an entertainer who doesn't care if it's entertaining or not. ah. Ah, yet another way that fight entertainers are much more significant to me than entertainers. Yeah, You know, so look, so we had some, so we had some, let me pull it up again. We had, uh, I missed, uh, I missed the first two, the women's flyweight and the welterweight. I missed those, but I came in on Jeff Molina. And and the reality of it is, um, I think that, I think that uh, next week's show, despite the greater numbers on the card and some bangers on it, I think I have the same number. I think I have four cares on the card and without compunction, I will cheat care. Don't care. And tell you right now that I picked Glover to win it. it, it, like, uh, like uh, 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 Travis Bickle might've said in my mind, there was no other way. I I just can't, you know, I mean, Yuri is a powerful guy um, and a great martial artist and, explosive and so on but um let's get a few things straight he's not going and I didn't make this purely because the old guy purely for the sentimental thing I'm not he's not gonna take um he's not going to wrestle mug Glover to into uh um yeah yeah jb's right it, 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 Glover to he's not gonna wrestle him into into um, uh, um, what is uh, yeah, not insignificance, into nullity. He's not going to do that. He's got a lot to fear from, from Glover Teixeira on the ground. He has to wrestle him, get him in a position that he can't employ any jujitsu, and then just give the chippy chop, the, the, the uh, t- Tito Ortiz chippy chop and start raking up points that way. And I think that's unlikely. His best bet is to be able to knock out Teixeira to share has been training we first got to America was training with hackleman a big guy and training with Chuck Liddell all you know also you know uh, a a big guy the thing is is his boxing or his boxing fundamentals he's explosive and powerful I don't feel bad at all picking Glover and I would never have it any other way I've interviewed Chuck so it's almost a known associate you know friend of knuckle up But uh, that's it. That's and I had some other picks on the card, none of which I can remember right now. So I couldn't even cheat, care, don't care if I wanted to. It goes tomorrow at noon. They go live with it. Follow it on the Twitter machine. You can, you can hear the rest of the picks. But in reality, when we step back between last week and this coming week, it's a man. Honest to God, it's a man. You know how I know. I said, Jiu-Jitsu, at 7 o'clock this morning. I said, you guys see the fights? They're like, oh, yeah. And they start talking. And I'm like, the fuck are you? I don't recognize these names. Because they were talking about the IBJJF Masters, which was on Flow Flo Wrestling. <laughs> Jean de Hibero retired. And there were some great heavyweight matches. We got a couple of guys from our, our team who were down there. I go, no, man. No, 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 no. The oofsie like, who is fighting? Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. How many? There we go. How many people? How many fighters? There, well, the people who didn't show There are people who show up and they're not in the photo. But let's see. One two, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven people. Eleven people. And I and I'm I'm okay with his hair. I'm okay with his Zippy. I, I like I always like Zippy, and I'm okay with Yuri taking. I like his whole shtick. I like Yuri. I I, I just honestly also sentiment, sentimental, sentiment. I don't think he's gonna be big Glover, but whatever. But I'm prepared to be proved wrong, and I forget about my other picks on the card. But this this last week and this week are meh moments. They're meh moments. Oh, I think I picked Valentina. Uh, Cause she's a, a friend, friend, friend of uh, not knuckle up. I did a piece on her for Ozzy. So she's a fool, friend of Ozzy. Even though these days, not, not too many people are friends with Ozzy. And I made, I made so, uh, uh, some other picks on the card. Th- those of which I don't remember, but keep in mind, keep in mind what I said six months ago and think of, keep in mind about what I said six months hence, you know, um, You got to keep us. You got to keep us. buddy of mine grew up seeing baseball, loved baseball. It was something, the bonding thing that he did with his father, loved, and that baseball strike fucked him. Never went back. It's not a fait accompli that we're all going to be here digging on MMA. We got some exciting things coming. They're going to play out this heavyweight thing with Johnny Boney Joni. That's playing. Francis Ngano is gonna be deals, we're gonna be boxing. We're gonna get the we have to see the, the rest of the accused anal rapists. Uh, the Tony Ferguson thing is depressing, but we got they might, careful tending might give us a garden that we care to spend some time in for the next six months. But last week and this week, these are placeholder weeks, man. Gotta get us through them. Get us through them. Get us through them in one piece. What can I tell you? I don't know. It's not my job. Sean Shelby, also known as Keith. You know what can I tell you? I don't know what to tell you. Nick Diaz says he wants to fight. I don't know if Nick Diaz does want to fight. You might get that firmly established. Firmly. All right, Mister. Don't want to see people in there who don't want to be in there, despite Mister. Marcus's dictum of they knew what the job was when they took it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I know it was a strike that the strike that got him. It was a strike that got him. Ciccio was his name. My buddy Ciccio from um, from Ridgewood, Queens, from Sicily. Yes. So anyway, that is largely the show. Um, on the balance, I feel on balance. I gotta go take a shower. I haven't taken a shower since I trained. I'm going to take a shower and then kind of relax a bit, which for me means I'm going to get waiters and I'm going to get in the fucking pond and take care of my fish. But I'm perfectly happy to watch these mediocre fights for free. That's not fair. Mediocre events for free, but can't do this shit forever, man. Can't. I mean, I, you know how much energy it took for me to ignore Johnny Depp and Amber, Amber Heard, and you know how 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 a week later they're still trying to get themselves back in my head. They, they don't want to leave. It's nice and warm in there. Anyway, this is V a two a one eight of the Eugenius Robinson Show Stomper. I am your host, Eugenius Robinson. Go to look what you made me do. The Eugenius Robinson Substack. Read the piece on Depp and Heard. I I can't believe I'm telling you to do that. Only because it's got a horse fucking story in the beginning, and that's what you read it for. In any case, we'll see you next week. Let's hear, oh, Glover, I'm going to light a candle for you, bro. I got to see him win this. We'll see you soon. And also, yeah, you may have noted that the name of the substack is also the signer for this show. Look what you made me do!